Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Finn, can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett? And can you say Josh Whittacombe? Well done, thank you. That might be one of my favourites. That was fucking brilliant. He was he was really good at it, and uh, it was funny. Here's my three-and-a-half-year-old Finn saying your names. I'm from Middlesbrough, but Finn was born in East London. Oh, here we go. Yes, we've seen Josh in Victoria Park on many occasions. Um, and Finn now takes the mick out of my northern accent. Thank you for the great pop. Keep it sexy, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle, from Middlesbrough. Yeah. Down in East um, London, living the dream. Here we are, Rob. We're closing in on half term, aren't we? Um, yeah. How how's your workload? Because l- last time we spoke, you were super busy, Benidorm, Bradford, and then I saw you in the flesh yesterday. You saw um, me in the flesh. A TV production office. Yeah. Um, it's weird seeing you in person. It is odd, isn't it? Because we're getting ready to film a panel show together, aren't we? Yeah. And I saw you was in there um, going through stuff, and um, yeah, I sort of. I don't really know how to interact with people when I see them in real life. If I spend a lot of time it's, on Zoom, it's you were on a chair, and I sort of held your face a bit. They walked around and awkwardly hugged Tom Crane and Matt Crosby, but the room was slightly too small to do a yeah. normal handshake or a hug. And it was. It is odd, is isn't it? Because I, it's like. I almost I tried to tell you an anecdote and then I was like I can't tell you that because... yeah we can't speak really unless it's recorded <laughs> because it's like because if we actually have a catch up we'll get here and look at each other and go we are fucked yeah we've got yeah. nothing um, but yeah it comes around quick because we were talking about this me and Lou like getting the kids like re- like Lou's put it in our phones about what mm. they're doing each day like what they need if it's PE kit if they've got yeah. clubs, what times pick up so we, we can just look at it. But then once you get it in our head, at our school, everything changes the next term. So yeah. we've only got September to December. And then from January, it's totally new clubs and things that yeah. they do oh, and pick God. up times. So it's like, I, I can't really get my head on it. And I'm sh- like, I'd, I'd, I'd dropped the kids off today and then came straight here and did this. And like, I still, even like my eldest, who's like super happy and chilled and stuff. When they walk into the playground with like their massive backpack on, and you see them just looking around to see if they can see any of their mates, oh god! I just, I just can't cope. I reckon if I yeah. look for long enough, I'd be sick and cry. But I just have to <laughs> remove myself. <laughs> and my yeah. youngest had been going. I told you. I tell you, my youngest had been getting upset about going in. And stuff, but she's she's a lot better now. But she sort of just goes and hangs out with like the teaching assistant from the reception. But she's like got reception kids now yeah. because she's her old like teacher assistant she, <laughs> yeah. but i'm sort of not questioning it until someone no. brings it up she just runs over there and chats to her but um yeah so it's i'm enjoying them being in school half term's coming we've got birthday this weekend it's my daughter's sixth birthday yeah my son is winding up my daughter by he keeps saying it's his own birthday as well i just want to say to her don't rise to this just ignore him he doesn't really understand He's, no <laughs> Yeah. You're not going to be able to convince him it's not his birthday. Just let him. Okay, so she does that. She sort of calms down a bit. However, at the party, he keeps going, it's my birthday to everyone that arrives and starts taking the presents. 
Well, I'm not. And then blows out the candles. Yeah, I'm not going to let him blow. And slaps your door. I don't know whether he's got the ability to blow out the candles at the age of two and a half. I think he's got the ability, but not the skill set. He's he's able, but he just can't get his head around the the person with the lips. Work it out, yeah. Yeah. Um, Pathetic to you, aren't they? How about literally grow up, you little fucking (laughs) rat? Get up, get bigger, get your head screwed on, and get on with it. That's what I say to toddlers. Not just your kid. No, it did feel quite personal, but (laughs) there we go. In general, if you do. Yeah, in general. Um, so what's what's happening for the party? Do you want to talk through the party? It feels like it was only a birthday party I last know, week. I'm, I'm oh, sorry, cliche alert. <laughs> <laughs> we should There's do people in cliches. How the fuck is this a popular podcast? <laughs> no, we should have parenting cliches. It goes parenting so fast. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, um, what are you doing? The worst is when someone tells you that your child... Oh, there are only two. God, so far since they're a baby, you're like, it fucking hasn't been, mate. Well, you feel like saying, yeah, that's because I don't really like you and I put yeah. off meeting up with you, so I do see you every two to three years. That's why <laughs> it feels like it's gone quick. <laughs> but for my actual <laughs> friends that come down every couple of weeks, it's, yeah. it's the norm. Okay. <laughs> um, we're doing London Zoo. Oh, that's nice. Well, yeah. Just as a family, or has she got any friends coming along? No, she's got friends coming. I'll be honest How with many? you, Rob. The take-up was higher than we'd anticipated. Right, okay, so this is the situation we're in now. My daughter's in year two, so they, they're they too old now for the let's get a hall and play party games. They've got interests and they want to do yeah. something. So, yeah. for example, she's got like a... She's got another party coming up, but there's like six of them invited and they're going to do something. Yeah. So how many people... So it's you four, two-year-old... Your child, yeah. and then how many school well, friends? Well, we're not the cost because it's cost per head of child. Because we're what not just going to London Zoo; that we're having a little part. Like we've contacted, they they do parties at London Zoo. Right. Okay. So, oh yeah. So how many kids does that accommodate? Well, uh, so also, of course we, the take up's going to be huge. It's a party at a zoo, mate. I know. Well, even I'm annoyed. I'm not Rob, invited. Rob, <laughs> she, they've got. A, we've done the full house. Her class, <laughs> everyone's coming. So you invited the whole class? Well, it's a small class. How big is the class? 12, there's 12 in a class. Right, okay, 12 in a class. And all right, 12 okay. are coming. Right, so it's, um, okay, so there's 12 kids. 12's manageable. But then plus... If it's a party, plus, but I thought there's, you... There's 22 kids overall. Siblings of people in the class. So do you get access, uh, entrance to the zoo for that? Everyone gets entrance to the zoo. That's a great party. Is it expensive? It's more expensive than when it was 10 kids. Right, so that's what you'd planned for. Yes. You'd, you were hoping not everyone would come. And I, wasn't ho- I wasn't hoping. You've put the words in my mouth there. So is it a drop-off party? No, parents are coming. Blimey, it's going to be busy, isn't it? And they get well, access to the zoo as well. Yeah. So they get into... Jesus Christ. This is carnage, Josh. What do you mean access to the zoo? It's a big old zoo. No, but so you get the zoo entrance, so afterwards they can have a day in the zoo. Yeah, although it is at two o'clock, so uh, that it, it more or less wraps right, up. Right, okay. Day. And they can't get into the zoo before then? I've got no idea. I haven't tried. I haven't okay. checked. Because I would be like, well, why don't we go to the zoo early, do the zoo, and then go to the party at the end well, of the I day? Well, I think that's what we're going to do with my daughter, because I think she'll be so chomping at the bit to get to the zoo that we might as well go early. All right, so you've got tw- 22, 22 kids going to London Zoo for a party. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think that the kids are going to we get an owl is coming to visit. You get an owl. Okay, an owl visit. That's good. And uh, also they get to make up the feed for the uh, one of the animals. They can decide what they feed them and then go and feed the animals. So 
that all 22 of them? Presume so. Don't know. That Just... seems like too many kids. I, for me, I thought he was going to say you were going to London Zoo for the day and she'd picked four friends. Rob? Yeah? I thought it was going to be 10 to 15. So there's 20, 24, including you and Rose, and then I imagine there'll be, what, tw 20 adults on top of that? So there's going to be about 50 people there. Jesus works. And are, they, are siblings allowed? Are they, are they allowed to bring siblings? Because most, because well, some of them are bringing siblings. That, they're in the count. They're in the, the count. Oh, and that brings it up to the 22. Yeah, because right. Okay, so at least you because my daughter wanted the siblings there because she knows the siblings of her friends. Yeah, okay, and then you say she's like, yeah, but we're at London Zoo. There's already fucking fifteen people coming. Love, wind your fucking neck in. No, no siblings are. No, I'm joking. <laughs> You've attacked both my children in the first ten minutes. <laughs> Well, no, that's what, because if you do a party, I hate kids' parties. I hate it so much. Yeah, well, it's I, was, I love it. I'm really excited. I can see it's, it, it does something to you, Rob. Well, you, it's just so many people and so many kids. And then they go, oh, can I bring siblings and not? And then, but in our school, there's like two sides of the year. So there's like. Yeah. You don't invite both kids, sides. There's like 45, there's about 45 kids in general, but some people do both sides of the year parties. Oh, you can't do that. And, and then if siblings come and if it, it turns out it's like about 80 people there. Yeah. So what we do is just one class and then, but now my daughter's getting older. She, and I think from year two, you can just do like, we're going, so we're taking her to go and see a, a theatre show. Yeah, and she's no. picking some mates and we're going to go yeah. and see a theatre show, get a bit of food, come back, and then they're going to have a sleepover. Yeah, nice. Really that's nice. That's the plan. So that's that's what I was saying. I thought you might be at the stage, but you're, she's a bit younger, so they're still doing the class. But she really wanted the whole class. Fair and enough. And their siblings. And an animal-themed party. Yeah, so you've got an owl, you've got siblings. So there'll be about 50 of you in a, in a hall with an owl. I haven't even thought about that. I think it's a great idea. Oh, my God, I'm suddenly stressed. So do you reckon, so if they turn up to London Zoo and go, hi, I'm here for a kids' party at two o'clock, can we come in now? Will they say yes? I don't know, Rob. I haven't looked into it. Um, but that'd be nice, though. And, you got, and they do a cake and stuff. I haven't looked into it, Rob, please. Imagine walking around London Zoo with a cake. Rob, I, I haven't looked into any of the details. So it's like you they holding a cake, back, looking at a tiger, bags. going, do you reckon I could put this in the room yet? Or <laughs> I, did a gig, I did a gig at London Zoo and died yeah. on my ass. It was really hard, oh. yeah. Tough, tough gig. Even the hyenas weren't laughing. All right. <laughs> Have they got hyenas? Don't know. Find out. <laughs> You'll find out. Um, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. So I wasn't stressed about that, but now I am. Yeah, well, no, I just thought you were taking a few kids, not the whole class and siblings and parents. Yeah, yeah. Well, the parents look after the kids, right? No, not I, in year one, if we just drop and go. But if it's London Zoo, you'd go, oh, why don't we go? If we get free entrance, let's get there early. Oh, no, no, it's not drop and go. It's not drop and go. I love a drop and go. The culture at our school isn't drop and go. Isn't it? Not so far. Don't like the. I don't like this culture. <laughs> you don't like, you don't like the sociability. If I was a football manager, my... I'd come in and change the culture of the club. <laughs> <laughs> drop and go. Boom. Laters. Bang. Out. <laughs> I love a drop and go. Stay Do and you? talk. Mm, maybe not. Stay and chat. Did I tell you this? I got I got approached by the Today programme. You were at the Today programme? Radio 4's breakfast show? Absolutely not, no. Talk me through it. What happens? Didn't think you would. Never listened to Radio 4 in my life, I don't think. No, I don't really listen to Radio 4. I didn't know it went up now, I. Oh, it goes five. It's five, isn't it? Sit no sit. Yeah, you, like, you must listen to five live. And a, bit, a little bit of five alive when a football when five a football alive. team five alive <laughs> a little bit of five when uh, when there's a football result I want to hear more yeah, about yeah, yeah. Um, uh, go on what did today one the today program contacted me right 
Yeah, I don't know how they got their number. Didn't go through my agent. I'm just saying. Just a text message? No. A call from an unknown number when I was on holiday. Picked oh, it up. This yeah. is in Whitstable. Hi, this is the Today programme. <laughs> We're here to talk about the allegations. Yeah, I shut myself. <laughs> Would you like to come on and uh, comment about an airline that's doing children only and children non-only sections, like smoking and not smoking? And they, they rang you to see if you would want to go on there for what I imagine for free. Yeah. So talk about that. Yeah. Like, what did you say? I said I was on holiday. You're so polite. I'd go, well, I'd go what do you think? <laughs> what do you, what would, you, would you like to come round and clear out my gutters? <laughs> my guttering's a bit blocked up with leaves. Would you like to come round and do that? <laughs> No, I wouldn't like to do that, actually. Um, what's your view on it, though? I, kids crying I on a plane. Care. This is quite a good topic for us, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't mind kids crying on a plane. No. Just also... Makes me feel better about my own. If you're not travelling with headphones or headphones that like, can block out a bit of noise or whatever, then you're doing travel wrong because I find yeah. adults more annoying than the kids. Yeah. And I think if a kid's crying, I'm just so happy it's not mine. Yeah, me too. I just don't care. It actually puts, if anything, a spring in my step. Yeah, because I'm like, imagine how awful that would be if I had that in front of my face and the people... Oh, my God. People moaning, but... um, Yeah, there you go. I did need to do one other update. Oh, go on. Our, our cat, the vets that have emailed in saying we need to get our cat to the vet. Yeah. Uh, Rosa said I overstated the problem. Right, okay, yeah, because someone messaged and said that you can't leave it a couple of weeks if a cat looks... What was it? What was the word? It's just... The breathing is the same, apparently. The breathing's so, the same, okay. So don't so worry don't about panic. the cat. Thank you. But thank you for your concern. Thank you, everyone, for your concern. Really? Much appreciated. You, do you actually appreciate it? Someone I getting do. Their, I do. sticking their fucking noses into yeah, your cat's health. Have you not heard about I won't name who it was? <laughs> but um the comedian who wore shorts on stage. Yeah, yeah. I've done that. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Let me finish the anecdote. Someone contacted his agent yeah. and said, uh, I'm a dermatologist. He's got to get that mole checked out on his leg. Really? And it was cancerous and he had to have it removed. Right, that's me. I'm going to go on in Speedos now, get a quick check. <laughs> Where's this gig? Who books it? <laughs> I'm just going to perform in Speedos. Get them to feel your balls, check the lumps <laughs> when you walk on. That's my finisher. Fill my balls off, I go. Oh, really? And it was? Yeah. Okay, that's good, isn't it? And they're fine now. Oh, good. Um, so, yeah, I, I perform, have you ever performed in shorts? No, I just don't think I've got the legs for it. <laughs> yeah, I, get, I get so hot. Do you? Oh, dear. Get rid of it. Oh, I tell you what's annoying me, Josh, at the moment. I can't turn off the, uh, on the car radio, the traffic announcer. Oh, that does my head in. When and, it just uh, cuts in. Yeah, and you're like getting into something, and then it's like, on the M24. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. How do you turn that off? There's a thing, I think it's TA on something, but they're, they're so complicated cars now, I don't understand it. My car is like a button car, you know? Have you got the button on your car that turns it on and off? Or is it a key in the ignition? Uh, yes, it is a button car, yeah, yeah. I just don't ever know when it's on or off. <laughs> I've not got an electric on as well. Because it's electric, just, it's so quiet. It's so quiet. Well, it, it's not so quiet, it's silent. Yeah. There is no noise. 
<laughs> but you never know. And then I get out and sometimes it rolls off and I jump back in and I go, because it hasn't even got a proper, like, um, the, uh, the, the handbrake's a button. Yeah, of it course. It should be a, called a button brake. But oh, then that no. sounds like you shouldn't be pressing a button. <laughs> I want a button brake. <laughs> I ha- that's brought back a memory that I'd completely forgotten when I was yeah. a kid. Not a kid, because I was driving, but I was a sick form or something mm. at that age. And I was parked up in a car park and went and I was feeding the money into the thing and I turned around and the car was just rolling across the car park <sighs> backwards. And I... I that's one of the most heroic things I did. I ran across, opened the door, dived across and pulled on the handbrake. Oh, that's exciting. It was so... Thr- it was thrilling. Did you jump through the window? No, I opened the door. Oh, I'd love that. Oh, it. yeah. I, say, I jumped through the window. Yeah. That window. Straight. <laughs> and pulled it up like Idris Elba in an action film. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Josh, I was going to tell you about something. I took the kids to... Um, McDonald's after school, right? Yeah. And um, I tell you what, 4.30 p.m. in a southeast under McDonald's. Yeah. It's the kids in there from teen, the teenagers from the, coming back from school. It's it's carnage, mate. There's like, there was drugs being passed around. What? They were like, so I, I don't know if it was like a big vape, but it looked like an aerosol, but it looked like they were sucking on an aerosol. I don't know how yeah. that works, that solvent abuse, but it looked like they were sucking on an aerosol. And then another one was like, well, I'll go and roll it in the toilet. And I was like, rolling a joint. And they were just so horrible. And then like, they're only about like four years old with my kids. I was like, this is horrible. Oh, You're so horrible. How did your kids react? They were just like, what are these guys doing? Like, they sort of were a bit like, they could sense that these kids, and he was like, it was this little kid, you know, when little kids are like, got no pubes, but they're about 13, and he was like, and an earring in, he was laying back like he thought yeah, he was I mean, I'm, I'm the not normally aware of whether kids got pubes or not. You can yeah. tell from the face. You know when they've oh, still okay. got a baby face, but they're acting like they're grown up. Like, he's not even pubed up yet, that's why he's putting the attitude on, fake it till you make it, he's probably drawing them on with a Sharpie. Anyway, he was sort of like leaning back with like an earring in, going, give me it, man, give me it under the table. Under, but he was shouting, give it to me under the table, but it's there so louder than if he just passed it to him over the table. Right. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I could I clocked everything they were doing and stuff like that. And then um, there were other kids were like, oh, I swear that, like, are you from, are you from that like, TV and that? And I was like, yep, yep, oh, from no. TV. And then kids and my daughter just hitting <laughs> them up flurry, pissing herself laughing. And stuff <laughs> like. What are you going to do if your daughters become edgy? Well, ultimately, I hope my children don't, um, you know, Take drugs in McDonald's. That that would be my. <laughs> I think that would be an aspiration. That's I think an achievable one. That's something. It's, do you know what? It's it's not a bad title for the episode. No, but also sort of like what is what is why is that happening? And I, then I remembered like well, so what, there was kids. I wasn't like that at my school. I was sort of well behaved yeah. when I was a teenager. But there, there was that kind of stuff going on. Yeah. Um. Once though, I was involved in the theft of red wine. Did I ever tell you about this? Why? I was a group with a group of kids as I was leaving school and um. They, uh, someone stole, one of them stole a bottle of red wine from like, it was like being brought out for a, P- a PTA event kind of thing. Yeah. And he grabbed a bottle and then we like drunk it in the woods and the way home, like, oh, a sip to feel like crazy and edgy. And then we got spotted by a teacher doing it and got put on report. And I had to tell my oh, mum and it was awful. Oh and I was on God. report for a week and stuff. I was very much like the accessory to the crime, but I did yeah, swig, yeah. swig on the old vino. Oh, but, um, but I was like, normally the naughty kids I found were the ones that were like, there was no one at home, yeah, whether the parents were working or they didn't really give a shit or it was a yeah. weird combination where they're like, 
well, I can just go home at four o'clock and be indoors, but it's more fun to mess around with my mates in McDonald's, taking yeah. an hour and a half to eat some chips. Because yeah. otherwise I'm just letting myself into a boring, empty house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, just like, well, what do I do? Just not go to work anymore now? Just like pick them up from school and lock them up until they're 21? <laughs> I just like, this is awful. And the way one of them was talking to this teenage girl, so sort of like, you know, like teenage boys can like try and show off and they're actually quite rude and they're like, it's yeah. that negging kind of thing like that. And I just felt like if I'd walked in there by chance and my daughter was in there and he was talking to my daughter like that, I'd think I'd attack him and be pulled off and go to prison. <laughs> that can't be how I go out. Like I've got, no. I've got, but like, hopefully my daughter won't be in that situation. Yeah, yeah. But if she is, I think that's now what... you know. Now you know she needs to avoid McDonald's. I don't think it was McDonald's. I just, it, well, it's just parks. I see him in the parks. parks. I see him hang around shopping centres. Do you know what, Rob? I think you live in the wrong place. You need to move into zone two. Oh yeah. Well, no, no I'd rather them. <laughs> No, yeah. So this is the difference, right? Don't wind grind my gears. They were, I would rather live in the countryside and she does a little bit of aerosol than be drug running heroin and doing county lines like your kids. But yeah, I was just like those teenage years at the school. They are so crucial. Have I ever told you about when I stole a um, a lemon drizzle cake? <laughs> Yeah, I can't. That is the most Josh Widdicombe theft of all time. When did yeah, you steal a like, lemon drizzle? I was 22, cake? Rob. Why are you doing that at 22? I, it was just, it was a rush of blood to the, and I was in, I was in the US of A. So, right, so to, what was you doing over there I could at have 22? Been, I could have been deported. Was this a family holiday or had you saved no, up? I, I'd gone away with my mates. Yeah. After, um. I did uni and then I did a year at Waterstones and then I went away to America for six weeks before moving right. to London. Okay. And then I was in Boston in a 7-Eleven, absolutely hammered with my friend. <laughs> and uh, we were getting food. Because they, they don't have the same drinking culture. They don't really have the takeaways at 1am. Yeah, yeah. it's not like the kebab or the chicken shop. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So, so we ended up going into the 7-Eleven to microwave those pizza like those french bread pizzas yeah you know when you buy something that do you does that still happen that people buy stuff and then microwave it in the thing i'd have that be or if i work there i'd just say the microwave's broke and unplug it imagine being stood there and josh willingham comes in shit face putting on a margarita french stick for 25 minutes because he don't know how to work it burning up <laughs> so we bought the we we were stood by the um microwave and um you had to put your stuff down next to it and then put the thing in the microwave. And we put our box on top of the lemon drizzle cake. Yeah. And we were like, let's just pick up the lemon drizzle cake as well. <laughs> you got away with it. it. I've never felt so... I shouldn't say this wrong. Yeah, go on, say it. I've never felt so alive. <laughs> <laughs> Did it sort of open up something inside of you when you wanted to do it more? It's, my worry now is I know that your Cara Delevingne story ended up in the Daily Mail, and I'm slightly yeah. worried. Whittacombe, I've never felt so alive after thievery of lemon drizzle cake. <laughs> I think that's a great headline. Okay. Um, but you didn't do it again sh- after that. Shall I put some more quotes that they could pop in the story? Yeah, go on. I think about it every day and think, shall I do it again? And is it just lemon drizzle or is it anything you get the buzz from? Any, any cake, any baked good. But- you were drunk and you regret it. 
I, was I don't so think you drunk. regret it. I think it's one of your calling cards. I'm so drunk. I'm proud of it. <laughs> I don't think there are two lemon drizzle cake in America. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you nicked it from a bakery in like Tonti Tonton, wherever it is where you live near. You know what weird name? Chiff Chaff. Chuff Chuff. Hey to avail. Hey to avail. Um, right, should we do some correspondence? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's find out what we got. Right. Phonetics, kids saying things wrong. Hi, sexy relatables. Love, love, love the podcast. On the subject of children mispronouncing things, my then three-year-old daughter was in the very early stages of learning to read, so I'd been trying to encourage her with phonetics. She was sat with her dad looking through 100 things from the garden book and came to Centipede. My other half read it out and she looked up at him and said, that's not an S, daddy, it's a C. It says Cuntipede. Yeah. Like, we couldn't help but laugh. And after a moment of looking offended, she proceeded to dance around the lounge, singing Cuntipede, Cuntipede. Maybe yeah, phonetics well, that's your isn't... mistake when you laugh, isn't it? Yeah, that's the problem. Maybe phonetics isn't the future after all. Karen being super sexy and relatable. Charlotte from Marriott. Where's Marriott? Yes. Um, Where is my, Marriott? I've told you what my... Uh, I'll have a look. My daughter's meditates. Have I told you about this? No. She sort of sits and breathes, which is really good. And I try that we try and yeah. do um, family meditation as well, like to calm down nice. before bed. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of stuff. And it's, it does sort of work. And they sort of like take the mickey and laugh or whatever, but they are slowly sort of getting it. And she does a bit of like hum, mm. and just does these like random words like hey, samba, kasiyama. And then I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, is this an actual thing she's been taught at school? Because it sounds legit. Like it could be yeah, yeah, some yeah. sort of chanting that they may do at school. Yeah, yeah, I think they've done yoga in peer or whatever. I was like, oh, yeah. that's weird. And then she sort of, as she's doing it, I can sort of see her half smile. She's like, come, humma, it's a mama, here. And then she goes, pissy bumma, pissy ah. butt. And then she starts swearing <laughs> under the guise <laughs> of meditating. It's so funny. So I was like, blimey, she's really got into this. This is great. And she's going, hmm, pissy bumba, pissy, pissy bum bum. <laughs> oh, it cracked me oh. up. When you see they're being a bit cheeky and what they're, what they're trying to work it out. But um, yeah. I'm going to go in on this, Rob, because it's been sitting in our dock for a long time. Yeah, go on. But it's titled Epic and Extended But Long Parenting Fail. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hi, Josh and Rob. My name is Warwick, and I live just outside of Canberra in Australia. When my daughter was almost two, I would drop my wife off to work on a Saturday morning and often would drive around for a while instead of heading straight home because it meant my daughter would usually fall asleep for a nap. One morning in winter, it was still quite cold, maybe two or three degrees. There's a mountain about a 20-minute drive, which sometimes gets snow. So I thought, by the time I got up there, it may have been cold enough to be snowing. <laughs> I used to live in Brisbane and still find snow quite a novelty. So it seemed like a good way to spend some time. We got up <laughs> the top. <laughs> Sorry, so he thinks it's going to snow, so he's driving up a mountain. Yeah. Okay. We got up the top without incident. Yeah. I'd say that's the setup for something. <laughs> yep, no incidents. Sadly, it wasn't quite cold enough for snow, but it was drizzling a bit. So we turned mm. back and headed down the mountain again. I see. Here, where things took a turn. 
it was a bit of a windy road. My daughter must have got on a, a bit of motion sickness oh. and threw up everywhere in the back seat along the way. I pulled over and got her out of the car, found spare clothes in the baby bag, did my best cleaning her up and the car seat up with the baby wipes. When this was done, we strapped back in and off we went, except we didn't. The car wouldn't start, no matter how many times I tried. Nothing. I pulled out my phone to call roadside assistance, and of course, there was no signal oh on the God. remote mountain road. It also, took a- Australia, it's, it's not like Snowden yeah. in the UK where there's yeah. always sight, there's no one. In no. certain bits of Australia, there's, there's just fuck all. It took a moment to think and determined that the only thing to do was walk along the road, hoping to either find signal or maybe someone's home I could ask for help. Though it is mostly forest, so this was unlikely. Fucking hell. It was still cold, at least by Aussie standards. I think it was four degrees by now and drizzling. With no idea when or where I might find signal, I couldn't leave my door in the pram, in the car. No, too right. Yeah. I got the pram out put the hood over and tucked her in as best I could, started jogging along the road in the cold rain. After about five minutes, the first car we've seen pulled over to see what was up. I explained and asked if they had jumper cables, jump leads, I suppose in the UK, to jumpstart the battery, but they didn't. They were headed up to the very modest tobogganing field, which was up the top of the mountain. I gave them my details and customer number for the roadside assistance company. They headed up to the top and agreed to kindly make a call for me. Surely just tobogganed down. Yeah. Get in the toboggan, mate. Exactly. I headed back to the car and we tried to keep warm. (laughs) My wife was pregnant at the time with our second kid and was experiencing morning sickness. She had some lifesavers, a lolly uh, that she had heard was supposed to help in the car door on her side. To help keep my daughter happy, I gave one of those for her to suck on while we waited. After roughly 45 minutes, someone drove down and pulled up next to us. They were a staff member of the tobogganing field. <laughs> Apparently, the other people had not gotten my details quite right, and unbeknownst to me, our roadside assistants had said they weren't coming to help. Thankfully, the staff member had heard the story, and against staff policy, had decided to drive down with some jump cables to get us moving again. Finally back up and running, and after many thanks, we could continue our journey home. For the next 10 to 15 minutes, as I drove, I thought to myself what a miserable experience it had been, but at least it was over now. Suddenly, the lolly my daughter had been sucking on, but I had forgotten about during all the stress, became lodged in her throat and she started choking. Oh, my God, Josh. I don't know if I think I've ever pulled a car over faster in my life. Reached over into the back of the car, literally had to stick my fingers down her throat and dislodge the lolly. Which I don't think is what they tell you to do. Is it not? Because I think you can sometimes, if you do that, push it down further, but we oh, don't know. God. Actually find out the medical advice. Yeah, find we do out. Because we don't know what you do with a choking child. But he did what he thought was right, and he got, this, got it out. Thankfully, this was the last of the excitement for the morning, and we got home without any more drama. Bloody hell. I'm still slightly <laughs> scarred. Oh, well, we've gone back up to see the snow again. I also now travel with jump cables. Keep up the good work, Warwick. Warwick. Bloody hell, Warwick. I, I found Ween in the worst part of having kids when like you the choking on stuff and I had a couple of experiences with my kid choking and it is awful because oh, it's, oh, it's horrendous but uh, absolutely yeah. moral of the story is don't go up a mountain when it's snowing yeah don't go Just up, don't go up a mountain. the snow yeah Canberra have you been to Canberra um there's no. not much going on it's like it was built for um like their capital city to have all their buildings. Like Washington DC. Yeah, so it's sort of it's weird. It's sort of designed for cars and not walking. Right. Well, yeah, um, as he found out. So if you get stuck anywhere, you're in trouble. 
Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Um, Do you want some harmless parenting revenge, Rob? Uh, yes, and then I've got some hacks for you. Okay. Tips. Hi, Rob, Josh, and Sexy Michael. I did something bad recently, and it got me thinking. There must be similar scenarios other parents have experienced so wanted to share it with you. Perhaps it could turn into a regular topic on the podcast. All right, well, fucking wind your neck back in. Yeah. All right, mate. Fucking we'll hell. Oh, Not yeah. the first bad thing you've done. <laughs> Lizzie, this is on Leon C. Recently, I had one of those days with my kids where my patience was at its limits, and I'd like to think I'm a good parent where I don't shout or lose my temper patient and try to understand their misbehaviours. If they're playing up, I attempt to tackle anything that occurs with a calm and kind attitude. However, on this particular afternoon, my five-year-old daughter was giving me a level of patronising back chat that went on for a touch too long. She began rudely demanding some yoghurt from the large, unopened pot I was holding. Knowing exactly what would happen, I tugged at the fore lid with the pot facing her. And as expected, the yoghurt spurted out and landed splat in her face. Oh, that's horrible. Immediately, I felt guilty, apologised profusely and lied about not knowing that it would happen (laughs) whilst I wiped the yoghurt from her eyes. Am I alone in this tiny, petty, but ultimately harmless act of parenting revenge? Or have other parents done minor things knowing it would give them a tiny burst of satisfaction and also halt the child's naughtiness in its tracks without causing them any real harm or distress? Love the podcast, Lily from Leon C. Really enjoyed the panicked caveats at the end. Yeah. Uh, obviously, absolutely fine, and uh, no impact whatsoever on the child. Um, um, I think what 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 li- what Lizzie's done is it Lizzie or Izzy? Yeah, Liz- Lizzie. Sorry. What Lizzie's done there is she's t- tried to repackage the boomer parenting from the other point of view. <laughs> <laughs> that, my friend, is a boomer story yet to be written by a child who will write that when they're about twenty. Well, um, if you've got any where you yeah. are the boomer. Please let us know. Let us know when you've been the boomer, essentially. When have you been the boomer? Because <laughs> we've all lost our call. We've all lost our call. Yes, we've all lost our call. But mine just ignore me when it comes to brushing their teeth. They just will not brush their teeth at the moment, Josh. And I don't know what to do. They just don't do it. And they're just... Oh, yeah, that is... is it just a, but then, do I, should I be brushing their teeth? Do you brush your daughter's teeth or does she do it on her own? She does it herself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've had so little. What, what are you doing tonight? Uh, nothing. I want to watch the Jill Dando documentary, but Rose doesn't think it'll be too bleak. Well, do you know what annoys me about that? Netflix popped up, right? And it was a screen where you choose who it is. You know, like, me, Lou, or the kids. He's got profiles, isn't it? Right, so about it comes up, and at that point, it's anyone could be watching it, right? Massive, I'm about to go on to my kids' one, so they call it Massive Advert, Who Killed Jill Dando? Immediately, who's Jill Dando? Right, I'm not getting into that now as I answer a question. That's, that's incredibly difficult to explain to a seven-year-old. Exactly. And you don't, I don't think who killed Jill Dando and a picture of Jill Dando needs to be on the adverts. The adverts need to be like PG adverts, don't they? Until you yeah, go into the adult section. Not the adult section, I don't know. <laughs> do, do Netflix have an adult section? I don't think Netflix do pornography, do they? Well, I, I think if they did do an hour and a half of pornography film, I don't think they'll need that. Still watching. New one in a... No one's watching back-to-back 90-minute pornos. <laughs> oh, I just dropped a plug. Um, right, hit me with your tips. 
Um, label hack. Hi, Rob and Josh. The little sticky labels that you can buy to name clothes with. I've ordered some that have both my husband's and my mobile numbers on. I've stuck these in every pair of shoes that the kids own. We've taught the boys if they were to ever get separated from us to find a mummy with children or someone who works wherever mm, they are good. lost and get them to ring the numbers in their shoes. That is good and clever. That is good, isn't it? Um, we hoped we'd never need to actually test this out but a few months after getting the stickers a turn of events while my husband was taking our youngest to his swimming lessons managed to get separated from our eldest he was dealing with an enormous shit that the youngest had done and hadn't made it to the toilet in time whilst running around the changing room anyway after my husband's frantic few minutes running around the he couldn't find our eldest our five-year-old was already at reception desk of the ledger centre, holding up the numbers in his shoe to the very confused receptionist who was already ringing my number all reunited Aww. safely within a couple of minutes for the cost of a few quid or some of those super sticky clothes labels was well worth it. Hopefully that we'll never good. need to use it again, but at least we know it's there. Thanks, Jenny. Or maybe you, you could what. put the grandparents' number in there and then they could look after them for the afternoon once they've been lost. Exactly. Perfect. Or you That's could just put a, a, a number of someone that you, you know, that you don't like but would feel they had to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but that is a good um, idea, isn't it? That is scary, isn't it? I mean, it happens quite often, doesn't it? That moment when you go, where the fuck are they? Oh, I had that when I, I took my niece and nephew to Harrods, like to look, walk around Harrods and look at Harrods when they mm. were like, probably like 10 and 8. And I turned around, there wasn't one of, one one had gone. Oh, God. And it oh, was so God. busy. And it was like, it, and I was only young. So they're probably, it was probably, I was like 25 or something. And oh, it was my like, God. Because so you have that thing where the whole scenario plays out in your head. Yeah. And I know it's awful, but the other day when I was just picking the girls up from school, I had to. I had one of the girls, we were, we were bringing a girl home for a play date with my youngest and they were playing and I had to go and get the eldest from another door because she was coming out a different door for some reason. So I said, hey, hey you two come with me and we'll make it look like Lou's lost you. <laughs> ha! So I went off and got her and then I came back and Lou also as well. Losing your own kid's bad, but losing someone else's on top of that, oh that my is God. the yeah. absolute worst. Um, but actually, I did that, and then afterwards I thought, that was quite bad, I regret that. <laughs> That's a bit unfair seems on like, Seems like you're the one doing the boomer parenting, Rob. Exactly, me and Lizzie are uh, <laughs> a little act of revenge. Um, but that was on an adult, not a child. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Funny thing that a kid's brought into school. Hi, Rob and Josh. I recently listened to a story on your podcast and it reminded me of something that happened to my friend. Her son was seven at the time. He was in a class with a little boy who wore a hearing aid. The teacher explained to the class why the little boy needed the hearing aid and it must have struck a chord with my friend's son because the next day he turned up with something rubbery wrapped around his ear. <laughs> he said he didn't want the little boy to feel like he was different. Aww. So he found something similar at home to wear in solidarity. Sweet and heartwarming, right? Except the thing he found at home was a cock ring. <gasps> he had obviously seen it in oh. my friend's drawer, remembered it when thinking of something he could wear on his ear. The teacher had to take Oh my god, that is the this teacher is had to take it off him and give it back to my friend at the end of the day. No, oh sure my god. He must have felt embarrassed. Thanks for laugh. Really loving binging on the podcast, anonymous. Understandably, let's let's break this down. Yeah, you're at the school gates. Yeah, right. you you're half thinking. I haven't seen my cock ring for a bit, but it's not really. <laughs> yeah. 
It's not really at your forefront of your mind, but like you thought, well, yeah, I don't know where that's got to. Anyway, um, teacher comes up. <laughs> How are you delivering that news as a teacher? Email first? I don't think you're referencing what it is. So the whole conversation is going on mm. without mention of what the item is. So you'd have to take it off the child, okay? So as a teacher, you'd have to go, oh, can I have that, please? Um, oh, but it's a hearing aid. I want to be like my friend. I went, yeah, I know, but it's a bit dangerous because it isn't actually designed for you. It's designed for your yeah. cock. Um, yeah. I'll have to That's take... been on your dad's dick. Right, so you, you need to take it off the child, but you don't want to touch it. Because you. Yeah. Because I don't know how often you wash your cock rings, but, you know, I'm not a <laughs> well, I'm, twice I'm a day gonna guy. Be, I'm going to be clear on this. Yeah. I don't really know what a cock ring looks like. I'm sure you can get, I'm sure you can have a guess, can't you? I know, but where I'd see it out of context on a child's ear, I don't think I'd immediately go, that's a cock ring. <laughs> or when you saw it in context on a child's ear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I would know. Would you go, know that's definitely a cock ring from the off? Probably not immediately because I wouldn't expect to see one on a child's ear, but as soon as I went, oh, give us that, and I've got it in my hand, I'm like, that is a cock ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a, a cock ring is sort of just like, it's almost looks like a Haribo ring, but bigger. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. And then at the top of it, there's a little part that sort of vibrates. Right, okay. So then that would either vibrate on your balls or it would vibrate on the clitoris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you've never used down. a cock ring before, Josh. I've never used a cock ring before. You need to, I tell you what, I tell you what, I... Do you know what I was going to buy for you the other day? I thought it would be funny. Don't I was buy gonna, me a cock ring. No, but I was going to buy you and um, Rose a, um, you know, is it Love Honey? You know, the, like, they're like an Ann Summers, but they do like sex toys. I was going to get you a Love Honey advent calendar. <laughs> don't. Please don't. <laughs> so basically each day you get something to spice up your love life, Josh. Well, my love life's spicy enough. Is it? It's as spicy as yours. Well, no, how do you know? I don't know. I just presumed... <laughs> Well, I'm just saying that it can always be spicier. That's the thing with spice, can't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no limits, yeah. you know. Um, no. But, um, yeah, so as a teacher, for me, I'm I'm taking the cock ring and I'm popping it in a little envelope. Yeah. Sealing oh, it. Writing sealing on it. Cock ring. Mrs. Mr. Widdicombe. I'm writing yeah, on yeah, that. Fine. For yeah, you, okay. If it's your cock ring and your, your child had it on their ear. Mr. And, and Mrs. Widdicombe. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Steve's and Mrs. Parents. Yeah. Dear parents, um, I, and I'd have to do an email going, hi, um, your daughter came into school today. She she had a, a sort of weird ring thing on her ear, pretending it was a hearing aid, um, and it kept on falling off. So I've popped it in an envelope and put it in a bag. Yeah. I think that's, you You, yeah. do, you don't want to be walking through like that. Yes, enjoy your evening. <laughs> have a great evening. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe you might get, someone might send you a cock ring now. I don't want them to. Please send Josh a cock ring if anyone no, that I'm makes quite cock happy rings. with my fizzy water tap. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're going to get a fizzy water tap? Well, we're getting the kitchen done next year. So oh, yeah, yeah of probably. course. Have you got yeah. your kettle yet? No, I haven't got around to it. I've been away. <laughs> I to, to use my kettle now, Go I have on. to use my phone as a counterweight on the button to hold the button down to boil the kettle. Yeah. That's, is that dangerous? I don't know how. <laughs> But it might be. Yeah, it might be. Um, right, should we do a small business shout-out? Small business shout-out. Okay, here we go. Da, 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 da. Right. Hello, I'm hoping my business Seven Oaks Baby Massage can be included on your small business shout-out. I'm taking the plunge and relaunching my I 
AIM accredited baby massage classes. Being a mum of three young children, I know the value that connecting with other new parents can bring to those tough early days and learning the skill of baby massage can massively benefit both parent and baby in so many ways. All my info can be found at www.sevenoaksbabymassage.com at Seven Oaks Baby Massage on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for your time. Your podcasts have been a real lifeline for me, and I absolutely love them. Lorraine Ridley, there you go. Pop down to Seven Oaks and massage your babies. Absolutely love the show, and I've recommended you to all my friends and family with children who now share my love for the podcast. We also came to watch you in Cardiff in April. Could you please give my small business a shout-out? I set up the CV Lab as a side hustle and now run the business alongside parenting my two- and four-year-old children. I write professional CVs and cover letters as well as support people with career and interview coaching. I've seen thousands of CVs and with some expert tips and tricks, it's amazing what a difference can make in landing your dream job. I'd love to offer your listeners 15% off with the code PARENTINGHELL. Website www.thecvlab.co.uk. Thank you so much, Emily. Very useful that one. Good stuff. There we go, Thanks, Emily. Um, Josh, um, I'll see you uh, Friday for Jess Ennis Hill. Dame Jessica Ennis. Dame Jess Ennis Hill. We've just done it, and she's absolutely amazing. And she's uh, brilliant. She's brilliant. Um, so enjoy. We'll see you uh, Friday, and then back next Tuesday, as ever. Bye. See you later, guys. Bye. <laughs> 